Anderson. A snap. Winston sells the play action pick again. Look sideline. Bay route toward the corner. Enzo. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Mike Evans takes it over the shoulder. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Fire the cannons. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. Now live from Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Here's your host, Bucks team reporter, Casey Phillips. What's going on, Bucks fans? Happy Victory Monday. Yet again, we got four Victory Mondays in a row. That is what we like to do here, and I'm so excited to be joined by wide receiver Scotty Miller. Scotty, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me, Casey. You are, you are the first player that has brought uh, a peanut gallery with him. Uh, you, you have a, a couple players over here that you brought with us. Tell us why the, these guys are here. Yeah, so I got my, my Maxim brother, Sean Murphy Bunting. We both uh, had our first touchdowns yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then, yep, represent for the Mac. And then I have on the right, that's my son, uh, my, my oldest son, Mike Edwards. <laughs> he he got into the bleach cabinet again last night, if y'all were wondering. That's why his hair looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and why did we bring these guys? Are they here to heckle? Is that – yeah, they're saying they're saying yes. They're gonna hear be here to heckle. Yeah, they, yeah, probably to heckle. They helped me get a ride over here, so uh, <laughs> Rook, I appreciate trouble that. <laughs> needing a ride. Yeah. Um, so what we've done, uh, we'll, we've we've thrown a headset over there in case one of them has a thought. You're unfortunately the first player that's gonna have people fact checking you as we go along. That if they have thoughts on what you say, there is a headset near them next to the wings that they're eating. Uh, if they have thoughts and they look very excited about this, do you, are you a little nervous here? A little bit, yeah. They're they're kind of crazy guys, so we'll <laughs> see what they have for us. But it should be interesting. All right. So you brought up the touchdowns. We got we got to start there. So your first career touchdown. I imagine this is something you had thought about, dreamed about for a really long time. So how did it compare to what you had imagined? Um, I mean, it was everything I, I thought it would be. Really, uh, I've dreamed of that moment for a while now. Like you said, as a little kid. Never really known I could actually achieve it, um, let alone just be on an NFL field. Um, I should have had I, – I, I could have had a couple earlier this year, but finally um, I got one yesterday, and it was an amazing feeling just having it. It was also up in Detroit. I had probably 40 or 50 people there because I'm from Illinois. I went to Bowling Green, which is about an hour away. So it was cool to just have that moment in front of uh, all my friends and family. Yeah, that, that was the theme of that game, I felt like, was just everyone getting to show out for all the friends and family because that was the case for Sean. There's like a million guys on the team that have – connections to that either Detroit area or Michigan or, or you nearby how how much does that actually motivate you going and do you feel a difference out there when that's happening a lot yeah I mean you just feel comfortable kind of when you're back home I had played in that in that stadium before I think Sean has as well um, so you just feel comfortable it's like you've been there before and then just to have your friends and your family there um, that have kind of been with you along your whole journey really helps out um, so it just gives you a certain comfort and confidence out there did you have more people out there or did Sean um <laughs> Sean's giving you a look right Sean, now. Yeah, Sean's giving me that look. Uh, probably me. I got. I got. I probably have more friends than Sean. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's. Oh, the, the microphone is. Really. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not so sure. Uh, Sean, how many people did you have at the game? A hundred. <laughs> I don't know about that. No. <laughs> he says. I love that. So, um, you also almost had a touchdown a couple other times this year that it had just like been one was called back because of a penalty, I think. And then the other, they ended up saying you got tackled at like the one yard line. Mm -hmm. So twice you had thought you had it. Yeah. Was that just the worst thing in the world feeling like you'd, you'd had it and then it was taken away. The fact that it it sucks to get any touchdown taken away, but your first, 
Yeah, it was really tough. It was tough to go through that, um, especially Seattle, because I really thought I had it. It was a big game. The atmosphere was crazy. It was wild, craziest atmosphere I've ever been a part of. Um, and then to have that and then to barely step out of bounds and have it be my fault um, was just kind of a crushing blow. Um, but it happened this week. I'm thankful it did. Um, and hopefully we got a lot more coming. Now, was there a celebration involved in, in the scoring? Because I feel like that's something everybody talks about is what are you going to do for your first – touchdown and i know that uh all the wide receivers gave justin watson a lot of grief about his <laughs> lack of celebration yeah. for his touchdown so did you have one had you thought about this planned this yeah i had thought about it for sure um i like to celebrate i like to have fun out on the field i think it gives me a little edge out there um it just helps me out so i actually one of my friends um was there that i played football with at bowling green we kind of had a little uh handshake where we would do this and it was kind of like we're pouring the sauce out because we got that we got the sauce um, <laughs> Mike's putting on the headset. <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> uh, okay, Mike's also <laughs> chewing the wings that he's eating, so yeah, this, he must really have something <laughs> he needs to say. He was like, I can't even wait to swallow the wings. Give me the headset. All right, what are our thoughts, Mike? That celebration was weak. <laughs> All I got to say is, what was this again? So th that's like the sauce. What sauce? The, I, you know, like I got the sauce, so like I'm just pouring some out. You feel me? Salt. No, oh. not, not salt. No, no not sauce. the salt. <laughs> like the hot sauce. <laughs> like they don't seem to be no. buying this. No, I ain't like it. You didn't. What would you have had I, him do I, instead? I approve of his touchdown celebration because you know my favorite player, LeBron James. So I, it, I approve of that. It was but, also a tribute to LeBron James as well. But sauce, no. Not there was no sauce on that. That's that's no. unfortunate. Uh. Now do you feel like you're going to have to rethink this now that you're hearing this from these guys? Uh, no, because Mike, Mike, everyone kind of knows Mike on the team. He doesn't have much swag about him. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> so whatever he does, you, really, you, wanna, you don't really want to uh, do that. I so. know that you've said that you, you call him son. Yeah. Uh, and tell, tell me where this came from. Uh, I mean, really, I'm just his pops. Really. I mean, he, he looks up to me, and, and really everything he does, I mean – like sometimes I'll come to the facility wearing something, and then the next day he'll have like the same exact thing on, and it's just <laughs> just trying to be like that. Yeah, yeah, he just wants to be like me. Um, but I'm bringing him up. I'm I'm uh, I'm showing him the ropes. So <laughs> that's so nice of you. Yeah, that's yep. really nice of you. Um, how about uh, Sean's celebration for his first touchdown? I like that. Sean has Sean has a little bit of swagger to him. That's probably because he's from he's he's from the Mac as well. Usually Mac guys got a little something to him. Mm. Um, I like that. Oh, we gotta hear. Wait, oh. hang on. We gotta hear from uh, Sean. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> what was the celebration again? In case people didn't see it. So Sean, uh, he did a little high step, a little Deion Sanders kind of, mm -hmm. uh, and then he also looked into the camera supposedly and told him that that this is his city and that this is his stadium. Yeah. Uh, Had you thought about that ahead of time, Sean? Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, when I got in the end zone, I my first thing was trying to find the camera. So once I found it, I just had to let everybody know that, you know, in fact, that was my city. That was your city. <laughs> yes, Very important information. Very important. That's great. Uh, what did you think when you got to see Sean uh, get that big, huge pick six? I was excited. I was really excited. After Actually, a little little backstory about that play. Uh, Amendola was running out routes all game and stuff. And at halftime, we were me, Sean, and Devin White were walking down the tunnel. We were all talking. We were like, me and Devin were like, Sean, all he's doing is running out routes. And Sean's like, I know. And we're like, if you just play underneath and just jump it, you're going to have it for six. And that's exactly what he did. He made a great play. And 60 yards. And when he caught it, 
we all knew no one was catching him, and he was off off to the races. So yes, because as, as he put it, I think uh, he's got some major wheels. Was that yeah. uh, the phrase? Yes. Uh, so you actually can take some credit for his first touchdown. As yeah, I would actually probably take most of the credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, Sean seems like he might disagree with that, but uh, you, you, you see, so, I mean, this is kind of cool, actually. How often does that happen in a game where you guys, uh, on the other side of the ball, can give someone advice? Um, I would say, I mean, it depends on the game, but like if if they know a certain DB, they'll kind of come up and talk to us and tell them how they're playing. Um, and same with us and receivers, and that goes on all week too as we're scouting um, whoever we're playing. So. And I know uh, you had to have been bummed that right after you get the first touchdown, you end up getting injured. You'd already been you know, out a couple games right before this. You'd finally gotten a chance to come back. Um, how challenging was that for you mentally to just be like, man, I'm sure it was kind of that, like, again feeling? Yeah, it was tough. Um, right when I kind of reached out and extended for, to grab the ball, I just felt my hamstring, the same one, kind of tweak on me and tighten up. Um, so it was tough. I was still going to get my celebration in. Um, <laughs> I can't let first, anything. First one, that. I needed it. Um, and all the adrenaline I had going, I, I really I wanted to keep, I wanted to play the rest of the game so bad. So I was trying so hard to make it work on the sideline, trying to get it loose. But um, I, I ran a couple, tried a couple sprints on the sideline. I knew it. It really wasn't ready to go. So um, it was tough mentally. Um, but it is what it is, and, you know, there's nothing you could do about it. So We're talking to wide receiver Scotty Miller, and then we have Sean Murphy Bunting and Mike Edwards in the peanut gallery over on the side occasionally chiming in. If you hear a, a random third voice, that's who it is. Um, I, I also know with so many injuries, first of all, I had no idea that hamstrings uh, were contagious. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you guys got to stop hanging out so much. It just seems like it's like the common cold over there. Um, with so many guys going down, uh, how impressive was it the fact that you guys had every single person active on the roster that is a pass catcher catch a pass in that game and like how many guys had to step up yeah I didn't even realize that that's awesome but um I mean our whole mentality as a team is just next man up and we're all ready that's the way we practice that's the way we prepare um so whenever anyone's numbers get called whether it's ish ish Hyman just got pulled up from uh, the practice squad this week and had a big first down conversion or third down conversion um to get us the first down um or Justin Watson just always being ready always being prepared whether special teams receiver punt returner whatever it is um everyone just stays ready and I think that's what kind of makes this this team special I know that not only did you have guys having to step up that just maybe weren't expected to play as much but guys were having to play a million different wide receiver spots yeah um tell us the challenges of that because I think if people haven't played it they might be thinking well it's, it's wide receiver what's the difference there so um, what is the challenge of, of playing some of these you know X, XYZ yeah. areas that you haven't played before it's really tough I mean there's like four different spots the X the Z the F and the, the Y so I mean we have we have a bunch of different spots um, so it's the X is completely different than the Z you know so like I spend most of my time working on the X well Brashad Perriman spends most of his time working on the Z but then one of us goes down and he's got to move to X when I'm hurt you know so you really got to make sure you stay on top of your playbook um, but Coach Garver and Coach L our receivers coaches do a great job of keeping us prepared and making sure we know every single spot um, and the guys do a great job preparing so how big has it been watching the effect a four-game winning streak has had on this locker room what kind of a difference have you felt in terms of just the attitude that this team has moving forward um it's it's been awesome it's been great that it's it's just like a it's a happier place around the facility now. Guys are excited to come to work. Um, not that they weren't before, but just a little bit extra pep in their step, I guess. Um, we're just excited to play every Sunday, um, and I think moving forward, going going to next season and, and moving forward, I think it's really gonna give us a boost. Um, so hopefully we can win these last two games and, and send it send it off to next season 
happen the right way. All right, we still have plenty more coming up here with wide receiver Scotty Miller live from Hooters on Hillsboro like we are every Monday. We're going to have more on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Hey there, Bucks fans. Again, happy Victory Monday. We are so excited to be here live at Hooters on Hillsborough with wide receiver Scotty Miller. We also have uh, Sean Murphy Bunting and Mike Edwards, who are just such great teammates and gave him a ride out here and then are also serving as uh, fact checkers if they don't, <laughs> if they don't like some of your answers. Uh, I feel like your, your uh, rookie group gets along really well, that you guys have great chemistry, and I, I feel like that's been really important as much as you guys have been called upon this year in, in some big roles. Does it feel like that translated onto the field? Yeah, I think so. We, uh, we've spent a lot of time together through the summer when we first got here. We spent a lot of time with Duke, our player engagement guy. Um, so we're always together, whether we like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> kind of forced to like it. Um, but we all love each other. We've, we've worked hard with each other. So I think all the, all the friendships we have and the bonds we have really translate to the field because we really, we really truly want success for each other uh, while we're out there so yeah just earlier today you guys were out at uh, Johns Hopkins All Children's Hospital visiting the kids there and uh, mm-hmm. singing some carols uh, yeah. how did how did that go you guys uh, you guys were all in the yeah. same group yes we were, we were with Dakota Dixon Dakota kind of struggled singing um, <laughs> you can throw him under the bus because he's not here to defend himself <laughs> all the rest of you guys are here this is key right exactly um, but Mike Edwards actually has a great voice I don't know if we can get him you want to sing Jingle Bells for us, Mike? <laughs> he almost spit his water out <laughs> the thought of having to sing Jingle Bells. <laughs> I, I think that was a no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was great going there today. Um, just kind of really puts things in perspective, see all the, the kids that, that are going through really a tough time. Um, so it really makes you um, be thankful for what we have. We're so fortunate and blessed um, to be where we're at in our lives. Um, so really just put things in perspective. It was a, it was a great visit. Uh, speaking of singing, is that something you had to do as part of the, you know, the rookie duties? A lot of times guys have to sing in, in the meeting room. I actually did not. Um, we went up to, like, I think it was the first five rounds of the draft, first four or five rounds. I was the sixth round, so I didn't. I got out of that, which I was Oh, pretty, Sean said, was it the first three rounds of the draft that everyone went there, which means three. it was through him is yeah, what I'm seeing. Sean was – Mike's Mike's was bad. Mike's saying, like – the Pledge of Allegiance. He, he sang the what, Pledge of Allegiance? Yeah, it was, yeah. Got, I don't even think that's something that you can sing. I didn't think that yeah. was something to sing. He sang the Star Spangled Banner. Oh, the National, wait, Mike no, sang the I, I don't the know National what it was. Sean, what did you sing? Um, I sang, no, I sang uh, You Should Let Me Love You by Mario. That's what I sang. <laughs> and how did he do? I put on a, I put yes, on a show. Yeah, he, did, he did okay. He did okay. You don't even want to admit it. <laughs> it was to. like a concert, I, I thought. <laughs> and so, so, Scotty, what did you sing? I didn't have to sing. Uh, no, if you, if, sorry, if oh, you if, were going to sing. If I was going to sing, uh, shoot, uh, maybe The Show Drake. Goes On by, uh, or God's Plan by Drake, maybe. Scotty's going to have to sing next year. You're going to make him because he didn't have to <laughs> this year as a, as a second-year player? Mm-hmm. That feels unfair. Uh, so, overall, a, a group of rookies like you guys, I mean, what have been the biggest ways that you've seen all of you guys kind of grow and, and the things that when you have come into the league as compared to now, just the ways that it feels like everybody has learned and grown on and off the field? Um, I think the biggest thing really on the field is confidence. Um, just getting on the – the more we all get on the field and get opportunities on Sundays, um, whether we may do something wrong or um, drop a ball, get beat, you know, whatever it is, but learning from those experiences really helps moving forward um, and, and in turn gives you confidence. Um so especially to speak for myself, um, 
every week that I played, every snap that I get, I only get more and more confident and 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 am able to play faster um, out there. So I think that's the biggest thing um, that really has helped us. It feels like the offense itself has really been clicking because you know even though you guys are rookies, it's it was a new scheme for everybody, right. which probably is kind of helpful as a rookie that you're not mm-hmm. the only ones having to learn something new. But um, does it did it feel like that to you guys that in recent weeks the offense has really hit a, a turning point? Absolutely, yeah. Um, at this point in the season, we've been in the system for a while now. Um, you know, going OTAs, camp, the, the the beginning of the season. So really, everything's starting to click. We're really starting to understand the offense, in my opinion. Um, a lot of our routes are option routes, conversion routes, stuff like that. And we're really understanding when to do certain things that we do in our routes. And Jameis is doing a great job bringing everyone along and leading the group. Um, so I, I think we're really hitting our stride. And we've also had a lot of injuries as well. And we're still, you know, like, like we talked about earlier, next man up. And everyone's just been ready to go and ready to roll. Um, so it's been, it's been good to see. What have you liked about uh, Leftwich's offense? Um, I love it. Uh, first of all, just the – we just the deep shots that we take um and we we love throwing the ball deep and, and making plays I'm, I'm guessing we got the most big plays deep deep plays of anyone in the nfl um so i love that about the offense and like i talked about like there's just little conversions in in all of our routes so like something's no matter what the defense does something's always going to pop open whether it's cover three cover two um so i think really against any sort of defense we, we're going to be we have the chance to be successful um you guys, especially big plays against Detroit. I mean, yesterday that was crazy how many there were. Yeah. At some point, uh, I think that you guys were averaging 18 yards per passing play. Yeah. Um, what, why was that working so well in particular this week? Um, I think we had a great game plan going in. We, we, uh, the coaches did a great job knowing what they were gonna, what looks that they were gonna give us, and we just took advantage when we had the opportunities. Jameis put the ball in the money, and the receivers were catching the ball. Um, that's the really, that's the biggest thing. Um, and then they were probably trying to stop our run game. We had a lot of play action that helped us out. Um, whether it was me getting deep on the touchdown I had, and BP all night was or all day was just killing them deep. Um, so everything was just working for us. What are the biggest differences or, or challenges maybe between learning an offense in college versus learning a pro offense? Um, it's a lot different. A uh, lot more complex in the NFL, especially. I think some colleges may be like more similar that like to NFL offenses, but I came from like an air raid system where it was just, like extremely basic. Um, so I could I learned that offense probably like a week or two. Where with this one, it took me all OTAs to yeah. really get it down, and not I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, but um, just like all the different formations, the different spots you need to know. In in college, I kind of just stayed in one spot, like the slot um, on on one side of the field. Now I need to know all the spots um all the different conversions within the, within the route so it's just very complicated um but once you can simplify it in your mind it really allows you to go out there and play fast and not even think um and when you can get to that point then you can just let your talent take over um what are the biggest things that you've learned about preparing each week that i hear that especially for rookies that's one of the biggest lessons is that the, it's not just the learning the offense overall mm. but just the week-to-week preparation how have you seen that change about the way you've gone about your job in that sense since the beginning of the year oh yeah um i've grown tremendously in that area and just going back to college thinking about what i did uh, it was nothing compared to what i do now to get ready for a game um whether it be just uh spending an, an extra hour at night looking at the study and the dbs that i'm going to go against um or just, just really being locked in on what the coach what coach garver coach l are telling me every day in meetings and what all the, and what the other receivers 
receivers have to say about the other defense or the other DBs um, really helps out. Um, and I'd say the biggest thing is just from the beginning of the se- season to the end of it is just spending that extra 15 minutes or extra 30 minutes or hour just at home when you're outside of the facility, just getting a little bit of extra extra film work in on, on the opposing team. Did you feel like you had a harder time with the adjustments coming in because you came from a smaller school? Um, maybe a little bit. I don't know if it necessarily is because it was a smaller school, but just the type of offense I was in. Um, if I, I could have been in a different type of offense at Bowling Green. Um, but just my offense was so different than what the, at least this NFL offense is like. Um, so it was really just a, a, just a big change for me. Um, but I think I've, I've come along pretty good. And like I said, I'm still learning. So. We're talking to wide receiver Scotty Miller. How is your uh, chemistry with Jameis at this point, and, and uh, what are the biggest things that you've tried to work on in that area? I think it's really good. Um, me and Jameis spend a lot of time throwing together. We've thrown like every single day after practice since the season started. Um, we spend a lot of time on our routes and our timing and everything like that. Um, so I think we've come a long way. Um, I think it kind of showed finally on Sunday and, and the Saints game. Both times he threw me the deep ball or absolutely on the money. Um, just makes it really easy for me. Um, so I, I think we have great chemistry. Um, Jameis is a great quarterback. That He has a ton of touch on his ball, so it really makes it easy to catch for a receiver. Um, so I love playing with him. Did getting injured a couple different times have any effect on that, or what were the ways that you felt like that was the biggest challenge at the time? Yeah, probably a little bit. I mean, in camp, I was out for two weeks. I think we're really kind of hitting – I think we're really going in the right direction right when I got hurt in camp, starting to really pick it up. I felt really good about things. Um, then for that to happen, I missed the first two preseason games, I think it was. Um, so that kind of definitely set us back. I didn't get any time because it's different when you're – like the practice is different than the game field. You don't really – the reps you get on the game field are so special and you don't get, you don't, obviously don't get them as often. Um, so finally this season just being able to – at different – times of the season being able to get out there with him on Sundays um, and for him to throw me the ball um, really helps us out I saw that when you did go down during the game this last week you definitely were staying involved on the sideline I mean you were talking about how you were even telling things to Sean about the routes and things like that overall when you have been hurt what are the ways that you've either tried to use it uh, for your own benefit or to help other people um, yeah I mean for me like for my benefit just watching I mean just our receiver room is so talented you got Mike Evans CG BP you know all those guys so just like watching what they do um, in the meeting room and on the field and different ways that they run their routes and just how hard they play, how hard they practice. Just kind of learning on those things, picking up a couple things from them when I'm hurt because I can really focus on other guys. Um, That really helped me. And then other guys just being supportive of everybody, whether it's the rookies or anybody on the team, um, just cheering for them. If I I think I have anything to say that can help them out, I will. Um, Like I said, we're we're a very supportive group of each other. We We all want the best for each other, so... You have uh, a heck of a room in terms of talent level. I mean, that is that is a group to walk into as a rookie that I imagine has yeah. got to be a dream. So uh, what are the different things you've learned from each guy in your room as you've gotten to know them, watch them play, you know, whether it's on or off the field, the things that you feel like, man, this is what I've really learned from watching them. Um, so C- I'll start with CG. Um, I've learned a ton from him just from his preparation off the field. I mean, he's uh, I mean, he's one of the first guys in the building and one of the last ones to leave every single day. Um, I don't know what time he gets there, but he gets there super early. He's in the training room getting his body right, making sure he's good to go. Um, 
and then him on the field, just how hard he works and how coachable he is. Um, really, I, le- I learn a lot from that. And then Mike is just – Mike's a special dude. He's a crazy talent um, to be as big as he is, as fast as he is, and the ball skills that he has is just is just special. But to see how hard he works on his craft every day, um, I've just learned so much because, you know, a lot of people from the outside probably think, oh, he might not work as hard. He's just naturally so blessed right. and talented, which he is, but he's putting in the work just as much as anybody else, if not more. Um, and then BP um, – just the the speed that he brings to the game and the way how he plays so fast. He's one of the fastest guys in the league as well. Um, so just kind of watch him. I'm, I think I'm a similar player to him in, in our abilities to stretch the field. It's just kind of picking up on little things he does to um, get himself open down the field. So all three of them have helped me out tremendously, um, and I'm very fortunate to be able to learn from them every single day. Yeah, I had wondered if the fact that Bruchard is someone that is known for being such a speedy receiver was really helpful to have someone that was mm-hmm. very similar. What are the things that um, if you are a speed receiver specifically that, that could be different from some of the other guys that, that you have wanted to learn from him? Yeah, um, so I mean you can't just like, you, speed's definitely going to help you a lot, but you can't just throw any fast guy out there and tell him to get out, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things to it. Um, so just learning like, you can't just go out there and run around somebody, like one of these two like they're just going to grab you and right. you're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So you have to be able to, you know, press their technique and really just learning from from BP because he's he's like a, this is about his fifth year or so. Um, so just learning from him how he does certain things has really helped me out. Um, and we're like a lot of people think we're different because he's so much bigger than I am. Um, but we do a lot of things, a lot of things similarly. So, um, so it's been great to learn from him. Uh, yeah, and I saw that uh, Sean's holding the headset, so I'll ask him this question real fast. Uh, we, we were talking about them being these speedy wide receivers that we have, Brashad, we have Scotty. How annoying is it to go against guys as, as speedy as this? Well, I think that I'm faster than both of them. <laughs> but <laughs> sure. But no, I'm just kidding. But. Um, definitely hard. Um, I know for me, going against Scotty every day at training camp and stuff like that, uh, it made my job a lot easier going against guys that weren't, you know, close to his speed. And so, I mean, for him, it's it's kind of like it's an advantage in a way. I mean, not even in a way. It's, it is an advantage. I mean, like you said, um, you can't just throw any fast guy out there. you got to, you know, have some type of technique with it. But um, when you have them both together, it's, it's very, very dangerous. So, Scotty, you and Brashad in a race. Who wins? I'm I'm taking me every day. Oh yeah, um, I'm taking Scotty. Not, yeah, the, you are. Mike, are you also taking Scotty? You, Mike's slow. Mike's, <laughs> Mike's, Mike's not slow, so he's he not allowed to comment. Yeah, <laughs> he he's doesn't get allowed, a vote. He's not allowed to get in the conversation. That's why he doesn't have a headset. <laughs> you just took the headset from him so that he can't even say a Ex- word. Exactly. That's not I knew a bad he's going to try to chime in. Yeah. You, yes, and you're just telling him no. It's not allowed. It's not. No point. <laughs> Mike, Mike, oh, Mike is grabbing oh, he the headset he's away. Getting he's getting physical over there. <laughs> See, this is that physicality you talked about. Sorry, you have a question to ask Scotty? You, you have a question for Scotty. Go ahead, Mike Edwards. Uh, Scott? <laughs> you yes, got sir. formal. Scott. What's up, son? Why are you so trash at Madden? At what? At Madden. Madden. Why at are you Madden? trash at Madden, he says. He's, he's making stuff up right now. He, <laughs> this, dude, this dude came to my house the other day. Asked me to play Madden, and I beat him by like at least thirty. Ooh, so and then he wants to post on social media that like a picture of the game, like that he won, but he was acting like he was my team. Wow. Yeah. So Mike is over here just straight up lying. Just ask his fiance the uh, real answer. Yeah, something tells me that even if you had one, that the fiance is gonna decide with Scotty over here. Well, she knows what's up. (laughs) See, see, huh? 
Are you, you actually? Yeah. Are you actually better at Madden? Or yeah. Is he? Yeah. I mean, Mike's not. Mike's not the brightest guy. So. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm concerned about the next commercial break here. If we don't come back after that, uh, everybody knows there's been a fight over here at Hooters. We still have plenty more from uh, not only wide receiver hey, Scotty Miller, but also the peanut gallery of Sean Murphy Bunting and Mike Edwards. We're going to be back here from Hooters on Hillsborough on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Hey there, Bucks fans again. Happy Victory Monday here from Hooters on Hillsboro. And I am so excited to be joined by wide receiver Scotty Miller and, of course, uh, his personal escort that brought him here. Sean Murphy Bunting and Mike Edwards are over uh, watching, giving their thoughts. Um, I'm going to go ahead and warn Mike Edwards that he's going to want to throw the headset on for this next question that I have here. Um, so uh, this last week, the Buccaneers put out on their Instagram. It was really cool. They did a, a design that made it look like a bunch of the Bucks players were Star Wars players. And <laughs> of course, everyone in the world started asking who Baby Yoda would be. And someone uh, messaged Mike Edwards saying, as the shortest person on the team, it would be him. To which he screenshotted, reposted, and tagged Scotty saying, everyone must have forgotten about Scotty. So the big question is, who is shorter between the two of you? Who is the shortest guy on the team? They're, uh, they're each looking at each other here. This is like a baby standoff. Yo- baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> is that the new official nickname? Yeah. Y'all can measure us right now and see who the shortest is. Obviously, you're the shortest. <laughs> Obvi- He's saying obviously, obviously it's Scotty. You're the shortest. Maybe with that hair you got going on, but <laughs> oh, is that that's why you you poof up the hair is for that extra? No. How tall are you, Scotty? I'm about in. I'm about six one or so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> First of all, I love that everyone in here just laughed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with y'all, but... <laughs> he's like, that wasn't a joke, everybody. Uh, so if he's 6'1", Mike, how tall does that make you? But like the combine, they measured me at 6'2 and a half, so... Shoot. At the, at the combine, they said you were 6'2 and a half? What yeah. combine were you at? <laughs> the one that you didn't go to. Oh! Oh! Scotty's never going to come on this show again because no one else has ever had to deal with a, a, a peanut gallery over here with other information. That was incredible. I feel like you, I should have warned you about this, Scotty. I feel like yeah, it's this, all right. this is what you get for not having a car and have, you know, yeah. letting your fiancé borrow it and then they had to bring yeah, you. Yeah, she stole my car. So, so this is what it, you're going to tell her that this is all her fault, these yes, guys being over yeah, here? absolutely. Uh, all right, so for you, uh, tell us a little bit how you were recruited in, in terms of high school. Were you one of those, uh, you know, five-star, all the D1 offer <sighs> no, guys? No, that was those two over there. Uh, no, at least the guy on the right, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Sean said no, not so much. Mike Mike was the big five-star recruit, but yeah. not so much. What was, what, was your, what was your recruitment like? Um, I, I really wasn't highly recruited at all. Uh, grew up in Illinois. Went to high school, Barrington High School. Um, and I got my first – or I was really – I only had one FBS offer. I got it um, my last game of my senior year. And Coach Sean Lewis of Bowling Green had called me, the receiver coach, and said, hey, we have a full scholarship offer for you, but there was a catch with it. He said, you only have 24 hours to accept the offer or else we're going to take it away from you. Um, and at that point, uh, I was really overwhelmed. I was really happy and excited because it was my first FBS offer, obviously. Um, but it was just a big decision to have to commit to, uh, uh, make a four year commitment like that in 24 hours. Um, but I, I did have a couple FCS offers. So D1 AA offers like Western Illinois and a few of those schools. So I really, I had to, I had really no choice, but, uh, commit to Bowling Green. Um, and I'm so thankful I did, um, I, I had a blast there, a great, great four years, met my fiance, had a great time uh, on the football field. So um, 
so yeah, it was good. I, I wish I was high, more highly recruited. Wish I could have probably gone to a bigger school, but it is what it is. Uh, made the most of it. At what point did you realize that you actually had a shot at the NFL? Um, so, I mean, growing up, it was always like a dream of mine, obviously, to play in the NFL, but I never really knew it was attainable. Um, but once once I was in college playing, like, these big schools, Ohio State, Michigan State, Oregon, and I'm making plays, like, playing with, with all them, um, I really knew I could play on the field with anybody, um, no matter who it was. I believed in myself. I had confidence in my abilities. So, um, once once really I once I did that, I, had, um, I, I knew I could do it. And what – you didn't get to go to, you know, the Combine or the Senior Bowl. You, you broke your hand in the Tropical Bowl that you got mm-hmm. to play in. Were there moments there where you thought, like, man, this might not actually happen? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like Mike kind of threw a, a shot at me. I didn't get invited, <laughs> didn't get invited to the Combine. That's what um, teammates are for, you know, really yeah. making you feel better about yourself. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's all good. I mean, I was doubted my whole life, really, just like that recruiting. I mean, um, so I, I, I always believed in myself. All I needed, all I knew, I needed a chance and an opportunity to get on the to get on NFL field. And I know if I got that, I was going to make it happen. Um, so when the Buccaneers drafted me, I didn't know if I was going to get drafted or not. When they did, I was extremely thankful um, that they did that. Um, and now I just try to work as hard as I can to try and prove them right for taking me. I'm so thankful to the Buccaneers organization, um, Byron Leftwich for believing in me, uh, Coach Arians, Coach Garver, everybody. Um, just so thankful that they gave me this chance. Um, and hopefully I can really, really show them why they did that these next couple of years. Yeah, I know they, they thought that they were kind of the only ones that knew about you, that they were trying to be all secretive mm-hmm. uh, when they were scouting you before the draft. And then you had to go and ruin it at your pro day, yeah. uh, alerting everybody to how good you were what what did you ended up running what was your time at your pro day um so at pro days that that's kind of where i was really upset i didn't get invited to the combine because at the combine they have a laser they they time your 40 with a laser so it's like an exact time where at your pro day there's no laser so it's, it's all just, yeah. it's all hand time so like i i ran some good times but people could say like oh like it was hand time you know who knows if that's legit right but i mean people had me time from 428 to 435 anywhere in there um so i think that kind of put me on the map after my pro day i talked to like Three days leading up to the draft, I talked to like 20, 25 of the twenty or twenty five of the teams on my cell phone. So it really picked up for me. Um, but the Bucks were in on me first. Um, Coach Leftwich and Coach Garver came to my pro day. They were the only coaches at my pro day. No other team was there. Um, so I, I I wanted to come to Tampa, and I'm so happy I'm here. And and that that did mean a lot to you that that actually really factored into how excited you were that it was the Bucks that drafted you. Absolutely, yeah. I knew they had believed in me. I loved their system. I loved everything about it. The warm weather, no yep. state taxes. I mean, you can't beat it. <laughs> yeah, lots of pros uh, there. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's where I wanted to be. Um, if I was undrafted, I probably would have picked here um, as well. So if if they would have offered me, so. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I'm here. I know when you got drafted, uh, Bucks fans were all saying, oh man, here's the next Adam Humphreys. Cause you know, we had just <laughs> lost him to free agency. You even took his number. Uh, was that you sort of leaning into, uh, this idea or was that a coincidence um, that you ended up with 10? A little bit of both. I mean, I, I knew of him obviously. And, uh, I looked up to him just because we're similar, the smaller, you know, under recruited guys. Um, but I think our skill sets are completely different. Um, so it was a little bit of that, but also I just like I like the number ten, so that's why I chose it. Yeah. So if Bucks fans were saying he's the next Adam Humphreys instead, what were the the Bucks coaches saying about how they wanted to use you, what they saw in you? Yeah. They so they had Deshaun Jackson, Djax was here last year as well, and they were saying I was more going to be like a Djax guy, a down the field threat, um, and that's that's how I always envision myself. I I didn't really envision myself as a slot guy. I'm not like 
like Adam Humphrey's a little bigger, like Edelman, those type of guys are a little bigger than me. Um, but I've envisioned myself making big plays vertically down the field. Um, so that's the kind of player I wanted to be, and that's what they wanted for me as well. So it really worked out perfect. Um, how much prep work had you done for all the draft process? Because I know a lot of guys that are at those huge schools, they have entire teams of people helping them mm-hmm. prep. How much prep had you done for things like the interviews or, or that aspect of it? Not a lot, honestly. Um, I had my agent, Justin Turner, did a great job. He had me training out in Charlotte at a great uh, facility called Velocity down there. So I really worked out really hard and got myself ready. But I also, like you had mentioned, I broke my hand, so I wasn't really able to work out. Um, So that kind of set me back big time um, as far as my pro day went. But um, as far as, like, meetings and, like, I wasn't really prepared for any of that. So I actually (laughs) – Coach Garver met with me, our receiver coach met with me the night before my pro day um, and was like, he taught me what they do is like, he taught me a little bit of the offense and then he's like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. So he leaves and I didn't really know what was going on, but you're supposed to like study and remember what he told you. <laughs> and then like, he comes back in and he's like, all right, give me your notebook. And I'm like, uh, hold up. Like, yeah, like, wait, on? I need that. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, get up on the board, like, and start, he's like, what's trips right, you know, Z Peel, 62 curl or whatever. And I'm like uh like uh, trying to draw stuff up like i told you know it was, it was tough for me um, whereas a lot of the guys from maybe the top schools would have known that that was what no was, was coming they'd done it a lot that was the only coach that had came and met with me to do that um so um he was probably i don't know what he was thinking at that point um <laughs> how did it end up going at the end do you feel like how much of it did you get right uh probably not much at all honestly <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't do very well on that, but I think I did do well the next day when yeah, I was you, actually performing. You ran that pro day time, and yeah. he was like, "Yeah, we can teach him later." <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was it was, but I don't I don't think they put too much into that. Um, I think I'm a, I think they knew I was a smart football player, and I can pick up systems pretty quickly. So, uh, have you always been this fast? Yeah, pretty much. I've always been one of the faster. Like in my age group, I've always been pretty much the fastest dude. Um, but. Uh, I never really knew like how fast I could be or how, you know, um, but I started running track in high school and knew I could really run with anybody. Uh, what do you know the fastest miles per hour you've reached? Cause I know they track you guys at practice and games and stuff like that, that at one point in the, you were the fastest in the league one week that yeah. they tracked you in one of your, uh, was it, was it this week too? Sean saying that it, you, you were also the fastest guy yeah, this week. I was this week and he was fourth on his pick six too. Hey. So we were both, both up there top five. So you were cool. right. You did have those major wheels going <laughs> over there. That's pretty awesome. Uh, so would you know what your top miles per hour is? That you um, hit? I think in practice I've hit like, I want to say like high 22s, something like that. Dang. But it's hard. You're to... almost to the point of speeding in a school zone. Yeah, by almost. just running. We're getting there. Maybe someday. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and you, you did have a track career uh, in high school in particular. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know that, and you, you wore the headband in track, and you wear the headband now. Is this like this is like part of your speed? This is where your speed comes from. Yeah, a little bit. Um... I like to, like we were talking about before, I like to have fun, bring a little, like, swagger and confidence. I think that really helps me, especially being, like, undersized guy. Um, so that's why I wear the headband. Um, I just, I don't know, I just like it. Also keeps the sweat out of my eyes, which helps. So. <laughs> Always good. Yeah. Uh, how, where do you feel like you rank on the team in terms of swag? Uh, probably number one. <laughs> I asked this waiting for the reaction from Mike and Sean are essentially fighting over the headset currently. Um Okay, here we go. Mike has a thought on this. I tell him that every day. Like, you got to get some swag. <laughs> Meaning you don't think he has any. But, like, coming from, huh? Yeah. Coming from me being his roommate, I, th- I feel like I'm, di- I'm disappointed in myself because <laughs> I should be – I feel like I should take some credit in that because 
I thought me being his roommate for that period of time that I would like rub off on him, but <laughs> I guess I didn't. Like he's just the stuff he be wearing and stuff he be. I don't know. He just no swag. I don't know. It's just like he got to come with some better stuff. Some better stuff. Okay, now Sean has to give his two cents here. See, me and Scotty, you know, we're both you know Mac guys. So, like Mike, I take full credit, you know, for for what he wears and stuff like that. <laughs> it sounds like you don't even have to like do anything yourself. Yeah. You, these two guys over here are in I charge of so. you. Yeah, and, and sometimes you know I look at him. I'm like, okay, Scotty, look good, you know. <laughs> But most times, <laughs> I'm like, Scotty, <laughs> what are you wearing? What are you doing? So, I mean, I would say so he's a 50-50? I would say he's swagless, but <laughs> but swag is definitely there sometimes. There's some potential. There's there's yes. There, you see, oh, Mike's yes. not even willing to give you potential. There's potential. With, there's potential. With Mike, Mike spends about so what we get to the facility about six a.m. every day. Mike gets up at 34.30 to pick out his outfit. <laughs> I'm talking laid out on the bed. I've seen it. I was his roommate. I mean, he, like, the jeans out, pick out best of shoes. I mean, I ain't got the time for that. You yeah, know, you're, get to the you're facility. like, I'm sleeping, man. I ain't trying to impress these, I ain't trying to impress these dudes at the facility. <laughs> but on a scale, so if you, we have a scale, right? On a scale from 0 to 10 or Jamel Dean to me. <laughs> Scotty would be <laughs> right around Dean. <laughs> all and the way that's the not good. That's, that's not where you want to be. That's not good at all. You got to so, be closer to you. Okay, so what? So Scotty, where do you f- counter this? How do you feel like you are more swaggy than these guys are giving you credit for? I mean, I just I pull it out when I have to, you know. Like, Ooh, I, I like that. when I go to the facility, I ain't like. Okay, gotta, so it's know? that basically they're not worth the swag. Yeah, is what we're saying. Yeah, interesting. All right, well we're gonna take another break again. I love how we keep ending on these contentious <laughs> moments over here. We're gonna be right back with our final segment here at Hooters on Hillsboro on Buccaneers Total Access with wide receiver Scotty Miller. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Live from Hooters, your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into our final segment here from Hooters on Hillsboro with wide receiver Scotty Miller. This has been one of our more unique shows with you bringing a couple of your teammates, uh, Sean Murphy Bunting and Mike Edwards, sitting alongside. And even in the commercial break, they weren't done trash talking. Yeah. They had to come over. And this is the problem with them being defensive guys. I imagine that is this how it goes most days in the facility, the pretty offense much, and defense yeah, trash talk? I, I was the only offensive guy that got drafted this year, so I get beat up in the In the, <laughs> in the rookie group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, are you a trash talker? Uh, you know what? Not really. Uh, a little bit in college, but <laughs> yet again, Sean is disagreeing. I don't think you've said anything yet that Sean is. So I with. am a trash talker. No, Scotty, you're not a trash talker. Wait, are you just saying? <laughs> he looks like he's saying he's just not a good trash talker. He's not a trash talker. Okay, he said he he's not. Okay. You know, I, you're not. You're gonna go with that. <laughs> okay. Um, how about so? What have you thought about having Bruce Arians as your head coach? I mean, this is a guy that has a heck of a reputation, and then you get to come in as a rookie and play for a, a coach with an incredible history in this league. Yeah, um, it's been awesome. He expects he expects a lot out of all of us, um, everyone on the team, really. Um, but he's just such a mastermind on offense. Just his scheme um, is so good. Um, it's just really being able to to learn everything he has, and he's really specialized in receivers too. So. Um, getting to pick up on little things that he that he tells us to do has been has been great. Um, it's just been a great opportunity to to learn from him. Have you had any uh, starstruck moments that when all of a sudden you get in the NFL and you realize that oh my gosh that's so and so or the the people that you get to play with against and see out there? Um, 
I think mainly just when I when I got here for the first time, just like walking in the locker room and like Jameis is just sitting right there and Mike and everybody just kind of like it's kind of it's a lot different, you know. I wasn't used to anything like that. Um, but as it goes, like I mean, everyone is just, they they tie their shoes just like we tie ours. So I mean, it's like you know, it's just it's nothing really. Uh, what has surprised you about the NFL, or maybe something that you um, hadn't expected about what it would be like? Um, I mean, I knew it was going to be, like, a lot of hard work, but really just, like, how much it really takes to, like, make it. There's so many good players. Like, if you just look at camp, like, how many, like, probably, like, 15 receivers, and you only keep, like, five. So, like, just to be one of those five that makes the team is, like, really difficult. So you just need to be on top of your business every single day in the classroom and on the field. Like, if you have one bad practice, that can really affect you moving forward. Um, so that's that's kind of been a surprise to me. I mean, I knew it coming, but it really just you, – you really notice it when you're in it. Uh what what did you wish you'd maybe known before coming in? If you could go back and tell, you know, beginning rookie year Scotty something, what would you say? Um, probably just, I mean, your body, just taking care of your body as much as you possibly can. Um, get into the facility an extra 30 minutes, an extra hour, just to make sure you're prepared for practice. Because every practice is, is, especially for a receiver running full tilt, uh, make sure our timing's right with Jameis. So just really making sure you're, you stay on top of it and try and stay healthy. Uh, what has it been like to learn from the vets and, and the guys older on this team in this time when once you guys did get eliminated from the playoffs, you did still have a few games to play. What did you learn from them about how to approach your job and then the games when that was the case? Yeah, I mean, there's been no difference, whether it be the first game of the season to this game's coming up. Like, we approach every single game, and that starts with the vets and starts with our leaders like Devontae, Mike, Jameis, all those guys. Um, we approach every game trying to win. Um, that's our that's our mentality. That's how we do things. We practice as hard as anyone. Um, we go out there and we just put the work in. We grind. Um, we expect to win on Sundays. Uh, about Christmas in the NFL, what is that going to be like? Have you guys already talked about what you guys are going to do to celebrate? Yeah, I mean, well, just like in the receiver room, we're doing like a little Secret Santa deal. Um, the minimum price is a little high. Especially <laughs> this is the problem for, with being a rookie. Especially for me, yeah. I'm sure I think Mike will be all right. but uh, <laughs> yeah, He'll probably make it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we're doing that. Um, and then we'll, I, I don't know if we'll have practice on Wednesday, Wednesday. I think it's next Wednesday's Christmas. I don't know how it'll work. Um, but it's just going to be, it'll be different not being with my family. Um, but I'll have my fiance down here, so it'll be all good. Yeah, that's perfect. I've also heard that, uh, a lot of times the rookies have to decorate the meeting room. Yes, I did have to do that. So you had to do that by yourself. Well, I'm fortunate because, uh, Bryant Mitchell's like 27 but technically he's a rookie yeah, right. so he helped me out and ish hyman who we just signed is also technically a rookie even though it's his second year out of college but so they helped me out we went to walmart got a tree was at the facility for a while setting up got a couple blow up guys in the room and everything so um it was cool it really you walk in you kind of get the christmas spirit so yeah so you did your job yeah did they did they like it yeah, i think so yeah you they, think so yeah <laughs> something tells me they would have told you yeah if they, they had probably liked sent it. me right back to walmart if yeah they didn't, that's so. a really great point well scotty thanks so much for joining us we really appreciate it and uh hope that you, you had fun with even though we, we unfortunately had some guys here heckling you you are the first player to get heckled on this show <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Thanks for having me. It was fun, um, even though these two clones were sitting here. So Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Thanks to all of you guys for being with us. We have one more week. Next week is our final show here from Hooters on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications. This is Buccaneers Radio.